0: Mouthing Off is a theater, arts, and culture podcast from Bad Mouth Theater Company in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm Amanda Forstrom.
1: I'm Kevin Couchman,
0: And I'm Mari Sittner. Mouthing Off features compelling interviews and discussions with artists and creators from around the Twin Cities and beyond. Tune in for something different online where you get your podcasts at badmouthtc.com and on the air in St. Paul through Frogtown Radio 94.1 FM.
1: And if you've got something going on around the Twin Cities you'd like to talk about, we want to hear from you. Email us at badmouthtc at gmail.com
0: mouthing off is sponsored by minnesota playlist the digital destination for live performing arts producers can find talent to work with directors can cast productions with audition ads teachers can find students with the classified and audiences can find the perfect show to attend on the state's largest calendar of theater and dance shows find out more at minnesotaplaylist.com we hope you enjoy the show
1: back with another episode of Melting Off, the Theater Arts and Culture podcast for the Twin Cities and beyond with a St. Paul focus. We're in St. Paul today. I'm in St. Paul. Amanda Forstrom is out west. Amanda, how are you?
0: I'm still in Minnesota, not quite in St. Paul, Hmm. but I'm in Minnesota and I'm doing fabulous. How are you, Kevin?
1: Uh, Never better. And our uh, third host is in New York City right now. She's doing a family deal. Always, hello, Mari. Hope you're doing. Hope you're doing swell. We have a very interesting episode for you here. A very exciting episode for you here. Our guest today is Eric Morris, and Eric is involved with something that we're personally uh, speaking, the Royal We, the Bad Mouth Theater Company. Royal We. We're very excited about what Eric is up to at the Hive Collaborative here in beautiful Saint Paul, Minnesota. Eric, welcome, welcome to Mouthing Off.
2: How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. And I just want to say thanks to, to, to Bad Mouth and Mouthing Off for just having this podcast and existing and giving us a place to talk about theater and kind of bring the community together to learn about what everybody's up to.
1: Absolutely. That's what we want to do. We want to do more of that. We love being on Frogtown Radio, Minnesota Playlist, and an outlet, right? Anybody who yeah. has something going on that's creative and not just theater, theater arts and culture. BadmouthTC at gmail.com email us go to the website badmouthtc.com. we're very excited about what you're doing over here at the hive collaborative i want to hear all about it i want to hear your origin story this is a radio show so people can't see but you're literally in this space yeah which which we were ogling so i feel like you got the girl do you know what i mean so you (laughs) So we could kind of live vicariously through you and probably rent the space. That's our plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so what are you doing? Just give people the pitch, tell people where they can find you. What is it? What do you got going on?
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, again, I'm Eric. I'm the, uh, the co-owner of the Hive collaborative along with, um, my wife, um, Laura Rudolph Morris, who is sad she can't be here today, but she is out West as well in Chanhassen doing Jersey Boys at the Chanhassen Turner Theater. So, um, yeah, they have two shows on Saturdays. So, um, yeah, she's out there doing that, doing eight shows a week and running the Hive with me. So, you know, busy, busy, busy. But, um, so yeah, we were, um, I, I'm a, you know, I've directed around town, I've performed around town. Um, I, uh, Laura, you know, is a, she's an event planner. She's also, you know, a, a per- great, you know, performer around town has, has worked all over. And we, we kind of had this dream that one, we wanted to buy a house two We would love to have a space that could, you know, just just be kind of a a hub for both, uh, you know, uh, arts experiences, theater experiences, any you know, a place that anybody wanted to use it. But then also just have events, you know. I think uh, we we miss we miss like the Ivy Awards, you know, regardless of like what how everybody thought about the awards and all that stuff. It was still just a chance for everybody to come together and and, you know, celebrate everybody's work in a, in a in a super collaborative and and awesome, friendly, just kind of, you know, I don't know, just kind of not irreverent, but you know, a way that just kind of felt great to to see each other. Um, and you know, musical Mondays is another. I know you guys had Max on here. That's another event you know, that people just come to and they really are just able to see each other, connect, watch work, you know, and, and and not have it be so much about booking the gig. So we really just wanted a space to kind of explore and see what we, see what that might be. That was a dream. So we um, we actually started looking for spaces to rent um, in terms, you know, for some projects. We had, you know, um, some some buzz music theater projects, which is our production company. And we had some, you know, things that that were kind of cooking with that. Um, and we we. Our eyes and our brains were completely opened and, and you know, dumbfounded by the amount of spaces in town. There really are truly a ton of spaces. I don't know if there are enough, but there certainly were more than we knew of. So we kind of did a little due diligence to go around and kind of look at all of them and tour them and meet some people. We met some awesome, awesome people that we didn't know were doing great work in the in town. And, you know, that was a great experience. And Dreamland was one that we looked at Um in terms of renting and dreamland is the former is what the hive collaborative used to be that's what we you know we bought the the space that wasn't inhabited by dreamland arts but at the time um all of their stuff said 40 seats and um just in terms of self-producing we needed a few a few more seats just to kind of make make a little bit of our money back in a self-producing um type situation so um we were looking for about 100 so we kind of didn't go and look at dreamland anymore and then of course Strangely enough, this post came on Facebook. We got it was sent to us by a bunch of friends. It was, you know, it was not a it was not a property that was really put out into the real estate market all that much. Otherwise, I think there there would have been a ton, ton, ton more people. And I don't actually know how many people ended up coming to look at this space. I I don't know how many theater people did. I don't know how many other ventures did as well. But um, we just saw it and we kind of. We looked at each other and we were like, I think we just have to go check this out. So um, we came over um, and we were the second people to see it. And we walked in and we just felt we felt like we had just been welcomed into uh, someone's someone's home like it really felt just like oh this is in the middle of you know midway neighborhood hamlin midway neighborhood there's you know houses all around it's very unassuming um it's not you know even the ritz which is right in northeast it's like it's got its big sign and it's very you know it's clearly like this is a place where you go to see you know events and this is just it's 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 so 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 precious and unassuming and wonderful we walked in and it just like felt oh wow we like we that we belong here and kind of the work that we want to do belongs here and the the intimate kind of the way the stage is set up with the seats and then you know it just really our hearts kind of like took a second and we're like oh this is an amazing space um and then of course we learned more and more and more about Oh they really want to like leave the the space as it is, you know, leave the seats, leave the lights, leave the, you know, the light board, leave the sound mixers, leave the equipment downstairs in the amazing um kind of shop storage area that they have. You know, there's a there's a studio space downstairs that we didn't know about. We went down and we we're like what's this? what is this? You know, and I I it just kind of was like this seems too good to be true in this scenario I, it was just so we looked at each other and we're like we should probably take this more seriously so we um we got a, a a commercial realtor um they came and we looked at it again just to make sure that we weren't losing our mind and um you know we worked we worked with them and they i mean they basically said like for what you guys want to do and what your dream is this space seems like something you can't pass up. So we really just kind of very quickly in a matter of days put together the best offer that we could. Of course, we were nervous and we were like, oh, my gosh, like someone's going to offer you know, two million dollars to turn this into a CrossFit studio or something, and you know, and and hopefully, yeah, right. And hopefully, that's uh. not the case. And, and we knew that you know, Z and Leslie did want to keep it. You know, in a perfect world, they wanted to to keep it a a, a performance space. Um, and we were, we were very lucky that we you know we had some colleagues that had worked with Z and Leslie a long, long time ago. Um, so we they were kind of able to write us some nice um nice letters, you know, telling them that we weren't, you know, just a couple bozos wanting to buy a theater and put on some shows. And um, we crafted a really beautiful love letter as well. Um, we ha- had been living in St. Paul before that we lived on Randolph, um, so not too far away. But um, moving from South Minneapolis, coming to, to St. Paul, we really we fell in love with the neighborhoods of St. Paul so quickly and, and just Felt like there there wasn't and isn't as, as much opportunity to to see art and see theater in St. Paul as there is, you know, in, in in Minneapolis. And you know, there there's obviously the the wonderful spaces that we have, but um we just wanted to to vibe in St. Paul and create more opportunities there. And um yeah, we we just got really lucky and they accepted our offer and it took a week to do, you know, we saw it twice um we got the call and we kind of were so like our we were so happy and 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 just felt so grateful and felt so lucky we also immediately was like we're like oh my (laughs) (laughs) we we're gonna we have to put our literally put our money where our mouth is and actually like do this and 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 of course i don't know if anybody knows but the house next door is attached via an underground tunnel so Yes, very. We're, we we make up a lot of stories about why that tunnel exists. We can't seem to get a ton of information. But anyway, we you couldn't you if you wanted the theater, you got the house, too. You know, so it, it's not you know, it was all. And so we also had to move, you know, and and and, and you know, and we luckily had some time. You know, we had a couple months. It wasn't like, oh, we need, you know, to have this all figured out. Next month or whatever, but or ne- next week, <laughs> you know. However much, however much time it was, um. But yeah, I mean, it kind of was just a crazy, crazy, crazy moment. And if it had happened like a week earlier, the posting or a week later, like I, I was in Michigan working f- up to then, and then like right after that, I was going up to Lahamadu to do some. Tra- yeah, it was like I was trying. So it like it just seemed so like fate was just like here, you know. Here's mm. this thing. You have a week to like make this happen it happened and it seems too good to be true but also it it was a dream of both of ours and it has it has turned out to be an absolutely wonderfully just fulfilling experience in all the ways you know um certainly and we can talk more about some of that but i mean it certainly was it it's it's a dream come true and um we really mean that. So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. We changed the name. We changed it to the Hive Collaborative. Um, so Dreamland Art still exists. It's still Z and Leslie's, um, you know, their LLC, but um, they took that with them and we we renamed it um the Hive, which actually came after our production company, Buzz Music Theater. And we kind of were joking and said, what are we going to call it? If Buzz is going to live in there, oh, it should probably be the hive. And then we're like, oh, well, bees are actually like the ultimate collaborators and they pollinate around the, you know, and and bring life to so many different things and so many, you know, so that makes sense because that's kind of that's kind of what we want to do. So, yeah, that's a long story short or short story long. I don't know. But yeah, now we here. We are the Hive collaborative. <laughs>
0: I love it. I'm so glad. We're so glad that you guys are here and that really is an incredibly special space. Uh, for those of you who don't know there, yes, I, I didn't want to put you guys on the spot, but but there is a house attached to this um, artistic production space and it's connected by an underground tunnel. So I feel like it was just waiting to be scooped up by some Hey, some bozos who want to put on, put on theater. I love it. Pro
2: bozos. Pro bozos. We we like it. it. (laughs) I mean, we
0: are bozos, you know, Kevin Mm -hmm. and I, here we are. But, (laughs) but uh, I'm so glad that you guys are are in St. Paul. You know, we always want more stuff out here as a music venue, as a, you know, uh, theater space, artistic space. And I think it's really important when you said after the Ivy Awards kind of went away, that was before Kevin and I's time here, we're still relatively new um, to Minneapolis, St. Paul, but it seems that, you know, not just COVID, but because of those things, uh, events like that going away, uh, we feel a little disconnected. Uh, Everybody feels a little disconnected from each other's work. because it's really hard for, if you're a working artist, to see other shows going on or other music productions or even to do Monday night things. If you're in a reading, you can't go to Lush. If you're, you know, um, out of town working, then you miss a whole, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's really fun to have a space like this and especially in St. Paul because, yeah, there's there's a lot of um, talented people out there and let's let's do the stuff.
2: Yeah, I I that's one thing for me that you know and this we could have another whole podcast about this one but i think the the thing that's kind of missing right now yeah and and i think obviously covid had such a huge a huge you know impact on all of this but you know again but when laura and i were just going around and seeing all these spaces and learning about all these new companies and that and and meeting new people and just seeing what companies and what artists were using different spaces and this and that it, you know it it really like i said like we have a spreadsheet of all these places and all of the people that are using them and all the kind you know, it's like, oh my gosh, there is so much good work here that you know, and and admittedly, like Laura and I work in a lot in the like kind of the musical theater um side of things with you know the different the different work the different work that we do and 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 all of that stuff. So I mean it does feel like we're kind of isolated from, you know, all sorts of other, other types of events all types of other types of theaters all sorts of other types of artists and um i i i don't i don't think that that's not helping our community as a whole i think that no matter you know where you are no matter what level you're at no matter if you're union non-union musical theater non-musical theater music event space dance anything i think it, i think if we can all just kind of work cuz we're all sharing stories with people right we're all like we all want to get people in a space and share an experience, a very singular Mm. experience with people. And I I think that we need more events that can bring everybody from all walks of art together and um, really looking at these spaces kind of I don't know. Opened up our souls to to some of those opportunities, and I mean, we've got already. We've got you know theater companies that are doing their first full production in here. You know, Thin Air is doing Julius Caesar in here. You know, we we we've got people you know in the fall that are going to bring something back that they did a long time ago, and they're going to you know they're going to remount it and all that stuff. So, and these are companies that we didn't know we they're new, they're artists we didn't know. You know, so I mean, it has just been su- such a gift to meet so many incredible theater artists, even in the, you know, six months that we've, we've had this space. And, you know, that's, that gets me going, you know, it gets me buzzing. Absolutely. And you have uh, a regular
1: recurring thing that you do. You do multiple things there. So tell us a little bit about buzz music theater and yeah, what's actually happening in the space. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so for us in terms of like what we're producing, so Buzz Music Theater um is a production company that that explores the collision between um the pop culture and music theater. So I mean music theater is always kind of, you know, I back when it first started in the you know twenties, thirties, forties, it kind of was popular culture and it was popular music. But then as we kind of you know, keep growing, uh, then it kind of became something else. And and but now, you know, musical theater is kind of embracing popular music again because we've got all these jukebox musicals. You know, Laura's doing Jersey Boys. She's about to start Beautiful. You know, I just directed Beautiful <laughs> last year. So, I mean, we we're kind of coming full circle here. So we're kind of looking at um how do the things that, you know, theater people and non-theater people, what are they like really – going to what are they spending their money on what are they you know whether it's movies whether it's you know record stores whether it's you know books whether it's you know listening to podcasts or listening to audiobooks or going to you know going to sporting events anything like that um going to breweries to play trivia or bingo anything like that we're kind of looking at things that we can kind of take theater and music theater and how can we collide those with what people are actually kind of interested in right now cuz I don't know. I'm never sure if people. I I'm not sure if that. If, I mean, I know a lot of people are interested in theater right now, but I think that there are other forms of media that people are a lot and experiences that people are a lot more interested in. I don't think going and sitting in the dark is exactly what people want right now. Um, There's a
1: production company in New York City that I have a history with called Barbecue Films. Okay, and they made their hey. Uh, they they literally emerged out of a rooftop barbecue. The guy would make barbecue we like, have a grill out on a rooftop somewhere in Brooklyn or whatever and show movies. And it evolved into a production company where what they do is they like activate screenings. So one example was, I think it was season three of Mr. Robot. The premiere okay. of, the, of season three, Mr. Robot in New York City as part of Comic-Con, they did. I mean, and we're talking about, you know, 2000 people coming out for this thing. I was dressed up as like a secret, as like a, some sort of like an agent. And I, the guy who plays the president in that show was there. So it's like, you know, and my point is, is like, that's all theater. They're doing theater, Mm -hmm. but it's this kind of mixed media thing, right? They did a Wayne's World thing where they had like, I think Alice Cooper's daughter was there, right. like, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like they're going to screen Wayne's world, but we're also going to do theater around the screening. OK, yeah. so you you want to do something maybe not exactly like that, but like, hey, we're not just doing old timey musicals. We're trying to bring it into the vernacular right. that you now, you know, can grok. Yeah.
2: Right. So um, something that we're really excited about is uh, something we did for the first time um, last month. And we're doing it again on the last Monday of every month. And we're calling it some sister programming with Musical Mondays because, you know, we obviously everybody needs something to do on a Monday night. Right. So um, we did we did something called 16 Bar Bingo. Um, so we're doing it again this month um, on February the 26th. And it's basically musical. Musical theater trivia bingo. So the way that it works, I'll I'll talk about last month and this month. So um uh we take we find 70 basically we say 75 shows, so 75 musicals or music theater, you know, experiences, and um we pick 16 bars of music from each one of those one of those shows and we have performers and we have a bingo ball and um, we've got tables set out and we have, you know, hams and Northeast and popcorn and treats and all that stuff. And um, we got bingo cards and the bingo cards have the show titles on them. So someone will sing, you know, "Sorry with a French on top or something. And you have to know that that is from Oklahoma um, or, you know, so last you know last month we we did it for the first time we had almost 90 people here um it's a pay what you can experience um and so you know and and the it, it's just kind of a fun it was packed people sang along the minute that our dear friend lisa vogel started singing memory from cats the entire room erupted and it they it basically they sang it with her so it's it's this like weird hy- it's a hybrid kind of like sing along it's also a cabaret um kind of, you know it and and just irreverent experience that that people can come to and we have prizes so we gave away some tickets to um to to one of our shows. Uh, we had $200 worth of um, kind of ticket money to go out to Chan House and dinner theaters. We also give away books from our library, our like our, our, our theater library, and stuff. People can look at that. Um, Jill Schaefer of Cherry and Spoon, she won the first round of bingo and she got a rent book, which she has no day but today tattooed on her arm. And she got to win and she got a rent book that she didn't have. So, again, like all of these fate things are happening. So, um, but yeah, next month um, we're doing, so there's 75 best musical winners, strangely enough, which is perfect for bingo, because that's how many things we have. So um, we're gonna take 16 bar cuts from all 75 of those shows. And it'll be the same thing. You'll have the show titles on your card. We'll sing little 16 bar cuts. We've got some amazing performers, Charlie Clark, Aaron Capello, Kate Marie Andrews, they're just awesome, awesome musical theater performers in town, and they're going to come and sing the songs. And Laura and I sing a little bit, too. And um, yeah, there's three rounds of bingo. And so single bingo, double bingo and then cover all. So the the board keeps going. Um, so. Uh, it was so fun. I think people had a great time. I think if you ask anybody that came, they didn't have a great time. So you know, um, but we are tickets sold. I think people. I think we're going to get close to capacity this time. So if you do want to check that out, um, all that info is on our on our website, um, the hype Collaborative MN dot com. So that's just kind of one example of one kind of very irreverent like <laughs> experience for us to come together and just have a good time. Theater can be so intimidating, and it, I just like. Let's just go and, you know, we've got free parking, you park in the street, you get in here, it's fine, it's great, just like, have a hams and, you know, sing some musical theater tunes. Um, so that's I, kind of one recurring thing that we're doing.
0: Yeah, I think that that's sort of how Bad Mouth started as well. Yeah. Um, because we wanted a place where people could just, and we are, thank you to Waldman Brewery out there. We partner with them for readings on Monday nights of new work, specifically Midwestern and Minnesota playwrights. And I think we wanted uh, an atmosphere that was comfortable and fun and laid back and casual and just people can throw out opinions and have a drink and have a versht as Kevin would say, and just really have a fun night. And, you know, and it's not this, you know, pay, you know, $25 for parking. And it's, you know, ticket prices outrageous, you know, all of our readings are completely free. And, and to just have a fun time celebrating art and new work and other artists and hearing something new, giving your opinion on it and hoping to see a full production and to see where art sort of originates. And I love that.
2: Can I ask, like, just because, again, I'm learning so much. Like, how often do you guys do that? Like, when is it? Is it once a month? Is it or how, you know, when is it again?
0: We usually do two readings in the fall and two in the spring. Great. We are on a bit of a hiatus right now because Kevin has uh, a little thing you called just a moved baby. Into
1: a, you just moved into a house and we we're expecting. Um, yep. But when we, when we did our first reading series, so the real the true origin story is Amanda and I connected over a play of mine and right. that she was in a reading of that ended up being a Zoom reading in D.C. But uh, on the Internet, we connected after discovered we're simpatico. She moved back to Minnesota, handed me a script and said, direct me in this right. and, and you know, let's do a production. And I said, OK, well, well. You know, this is during the plague, right? And yeah. I'm like, let's let's pump the brakes and actually like kind of slow down. Let's do this, but let's get our ducks in a row first. And so we did a reading series at Walden. We did five readings, mm-hmm. uh, one, two, three, four, five, one a month. I mean. You can go and listen to those too. We record yeah. every reading we do. Some of them didn't make it, but most of them end up making it. Um and they're, you know, rough readings, you know, unrehearsed readings, but I mean, you know, these are interesting scripts and very fun fun to do. Um so I mean, the, you know, but yeah, uh, what Amanda said, we try to do two, you know, I think two in the two in the spring, two in the fall. We're not doing anything this spring. We got some things coming up in the fall. We're going to talk to you I after know. this recording about yeah. the space. We have two projects we want to do. One of the readings we did, we did not put online. Even though it belongs, it should be online because it's quite literally written to be online. It's called The sure. Edge of Liberty. Uh, and it's a comedy about sued right-wing podcasters who try polyamory. And of course, it all okay. goes terribly wrong. And um, Or right, depending on, you know, what, in any case. But we want to actually do this as a video. Normally, we would record it and put it out online. But this one, we've specifically written it to be filmed. So it's something between like a podcast and a web series and a feature film. And like, what is it? We, you know, so in any case, it's four actors, one, one location. So we're going to talk with you after this episode about, you know, we want to see the space and we want to see, can we do this there? Because, you know, I was sort of thinking like, do we, do we rent an Airbnb for this? Like, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, how many people are staying there? Ten with the crew, like you know what I mean. So yeah, <laughs> in any, in any or, case. or
2: yeah, or here and an the Airbnb theater house sounds more.
1: Well, there you go. We <laughs> want to be among people who understand what we're doing. You know what I mean? No, really, we want to be among yeah. kindred no, spirits. We're like this is an artistic project. Yeah. For real, but um, love doing those readings, and then of course we actually did do do a production, and Amanda was that was such a cool experience to do one yeah. good marriage over at Phoenix. Um, Amanda, that was yeah. so much fun. I had never directed a play before, and I
2: I was the director, and you're a director too. Um, yeah, this is like a good. This is another, you know. That's is actually a good segue to something else that you know we're super passionate about. And it's um it's finding opportunities for people that want to be on the other side of the table to, you know, to to just kind of be thrown in and 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 do rather than like email and try and figure out how to like assist doing or something, you know. Um <laughs> so so the show that we're doing that we're coming up, um, this Frank Sinatra show. So um Frank Sinatra is not just like Rat Pack, you know, Tuxedo. He does smoke a lot of cigarettes, but like he actually like that's how people view him. But he actually um, created and made a lot of concept albums. Once the LP was invented and people could only had to flip their records over twice, um, he really kind of and he also needed to sell more songs he his career was kind of and um so Just after, was, the, after the Beatles came out and everything went to hell so it's before group. it's before actually um huh. it's uh, 55 oh, wow. 1955 um in the wee small hours so he took it was after like 45s kind of you know that once the LP because before it's like oh I have a hit and then I have a b-side or oh like even like even Broadway cast albums up to that time were all in a bunch of 78s like I have a the south pacific broadway recording downstairs and it's like 10 discs so if you wanted to have that entire experience you had to like flip it over all the time. so but so that, outside, yeah, that i know thing, right? i think let's hear me out this that
1: south pacific that paid for my graduate education because yeah? of james Michener. And I—that's oh, sure. where I, I went to grad school on his dime. And yeah. South Pacific is the thing that made him rich, and then some smart mm. in, investments uh, down in Texas, and, and also having no children. As my my co-host <laughs> on the other podcast, Brad and I are, were both uh, in that program. We're like, we're all we're all Jimmy Mitch's kids now. Jimmy Mitch's kids. <laughs> Pour one out for Jimmy. Yeah. In any case, yeah. South Pacific. That's I love that musical. Uh, we did that at my high school, and I was a weird kid. I was backstage. Yeah i wasn't like in it
2: but i was bad i love that musical it's a, it's yeah, a fun one yeah so yeah so like in that time like in the 40s and 50s like when they they were still making broadway cast albums and recording them again it was like they had to you know the experience of listening to a musical theater cast album is like flip 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 you had to do it like you know almost 20 times so what frank did you know was once the lp came out he's like i'm gonna give these listeners a start to finish through line emotional experience. So with in the We Small Hours, he took a bunch of, you know, their theater songs, they're, they're written by theater artists, they're written by, you know, storytellers, and he said, I'm gonna just like, there's an emotional through line. So in the We Small Hours is a very kind of sad and lonely album, um, you know, from Mm -hmm. start to finish, and it really stays and that the orchestrations are that way, the way he uses his voice. Um, so it's a very, very moody. I'm smoking against the light post type type vibe. And then he had some other ones come out right the next year. He had one called Songs for and Lovers, which is very, very tempo and, and you know, meant to be a dance album. And even just like the covers, it's like him against the light post. And the other one is like him smiling at these dancers. So it's there's it's just like one end of the spectrum to the other. Happy, sad, happy, sad. And I kind of a lot of people say that in the wee small hours, was the first concept album so concept albums now are very very much a, a thing of, of theater you know you look at the who's tommy which is about to come back to broadway you look at hadestown you look at american idiot mm. you, look at, you know jagged little pill you know all of these kind of concept albums are being put on stage now you know so that's kind of something we're exploring so i thought why not have the first kind of project one of the first projects we do be looking at what birth of that is which is frank sinatra so we're gonna do a little valentine's day moment for that we open next week um and it's gonna be it's not your traditional like hey valentine's day let's celebrate love it's kind of like hey valentine's day you know like love's hard sometimes you know and it has its ups and downs and it has its lonely times and you know it just kind of looks at human relationships in a in a in a different way we're saying valentine's day your way not theirs right come and you know come and experience your heartbreak and all that stuff. But, um, Joey Miller, who's directing it, who I've worked with, um, as a, uh, associate director and choreographer before, um, he's just one of my favorite musical theater artists in town. And, um, I called him up. He thinks really abstractly. He thinks really like pedestrian movements, very, very easy, very capable of like taking music and having the body respond in a way that's like very, very visceral and, and interesting. So I said, I think this is a great kind of, project for you, it, it, it just taking these moods and taking each of these songs and kind of giving them very specific, almost like album covers come to life. But that being said, Joey, um, Joey wants to continue to be being a director. He wants, you know, he's had some great uh, choreography experiences and all that stuff. But he, ultimately, what he wants to do is be a maker and be a director. And um, this is something that I just was like, let's just just come in here. Just do this, you know. Uh, not that he doesn't have the experience; he's one of the best collaborators I know. But it's like putting him in a space to be like, "This is your baby. You're the director. Like I'm here. I understand. Like I, the concept is there and all that stuff. But just come in, work with me, collaborate with me in a different way. You know, get that exposure as a director, and and let's let's put it out into the world that you are someone. You are a force to be reckoned with in terms of of, of being a, a musical theater director in town. And I want to do that for as many people as I can that want to be on the other side of the table, because I just think we need to do it. We need like more of a culture of like tear down these gates of like, I have to assist or I have to do this or, Oh, I can't do it. It's like, no, just do it. Just direct, yeah. just like make, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so we're gonna, uh, we're gonna announce after Frank opens, we're gonna, well, I guess I'll say the name of it here, the pollinator project where, um, you, you're really it. leaning into the metaphor I like it good that's kind it, well, of
1: always always
2: be branding we've got a dance we've got a dance we've got a dance class coming up uh in a couple months it's called be brave dance class it's like an audition you know we're we're going for it here um get Pollinator. Stunned, dive, you know. I love it yeah um yeah but but that's something I'm super passionate about too is is you talk about I got to be a director I never directed before that's my like favorite term in the world is like I want to be a director I've never directed before oh I'm going to I'm going to it's like yes of course you know we have another project in the summer with another person that came to me that said how do I get into directing I said how about you just direct this project that we're gonna do in the summer and um so I'm very 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 passionate about that
1: what are you doing with the pollinator uh, program what's the plan there
2: yeah, so um it can be it can be different things. Uh this particular the first time that we that we're gonna you know announce it and have a project attached to it, um, it came from two separate projects that were that were brought to me, uh, or two separate people that came to me with with ideas. One is a colleague came to me just literally wanting to be like, I want to be like, give me a five-year goal. I wanna be, you know, I want to start my own company, I want to do this, I want to direct more. How do I, you know how do I get into that? Do I assist? Do I do this? Or how can, you know, just kind of being like, I want to make so bad. Um, and so we were trying to come up with ways to to, to facilitate that and, and make that happen. And then another project came to me, that was somebody that wanted to um, wanted to make a a, a one person show or do a one person show and be, in, be involved in the design of it as well as be in it. Um, so that was kind of something, cause they, you know, they have a lot of experience and want to keep experiencing what it feels like to, to design and make and, kind of just be be a multi-hyphenate so this particular project was taking those two things and saying let's just like let's figure this out together and see what this pollinator can be but basically it's empowering people to just be thrown into this pollinator project and do the do the dream that they have rather than like not, you know, yeah, or yeah. struggling totally. to get there, or you know, my. I think the biggest goal for it is to just take people that want to be makers and give them an opportunity to just, you know, rip the bandaid off and be like, let's make, you know, and and I think bringing in like some younger people, you know, I, there's some designers that we've been working with around here that you know are. Just graduated a couple of years ago, and making sure that they get an opportunity to come in and really work—you know—in a way that's it's just pollinating more people in this community that are on the other side of the table. Because I think we need more of those. I think we need more amazing designers. We need more amazing directors. We just need, yeah. you know, more production team collaborative skills in general. I think. I mean, this is this is a town where if you decide to do
1: something on your own, you really can. It gets, yep. you know you don't have to be a trust fund person to right. kind of pay your bills and keep yep. your head above water. Here, it's getting tougher for everybody everywhere. Yep. But you kind of, and we live in a time of no excuses, right? I mean, the, mm-hmm. you know, you have, you know, in any case, you were going to say something, uh, Eric.
2: Oh no, I, I said I do think you can do something, but I think one of the things that's hard to do is be uh, be like a freelance director that doesn't necessarily have an attachment to a theater company. Like I don't mm. think you don't you don't like see a bunch of people around town that are directing enough to kind of that's what they do you know sure Um, without being you know the artistic director of another company or this or that or not having some sort of you know i i and maybe this isn't the town for that right now but also i don't know why it can't there's enough opportunities out there that you know and and i i think there needs to be room for for people that don't necessarily want to commit to working for one institution but they want to be theatrical leaders and, and 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 direct and be be that type of maker you know so um yeah
0: yeah i've i've noticed that quite a bit about this town specifically um having spent a lot of time in dc and new york and uh, a lot of artistic directors or directors are either from out of town or they only direct at their own institution and that's kind of strange because i feel like you know they they get to work in, in one institution, yes, but they're not seeing, I think, all of the artists um, or different facets and different projects that can come about that they could be involved in or to mentor people um, to be able to go to direct at a children's theater, direct help direct and, and envision a dance or multimedia piece. And... Um, I feel like that's a little tighter in other cities, or people have those options. And like you said, also having a standalone career in the Twin Cities or even Chicago and Kansas City, St. Louis, bouncing around, but having your home as a director in Minneapolis. I don't know many people, or if there are any, truly, you know?
2: I don't think that. I mean, I guess I'll say it. I don't think that director mentorship really exists in, in in town here. I I just don't I don't see that. I don't feel it. I you know I, I I I sure there are opportunities and and but that actual like the 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 soul that I mean you hear about all of these people that direct and it's like my mentor my mentor you know I mean there's just countless examples of mm-hmm. famous directors now that were mentored by you know. Other people, you know, like just like we I, we just don't have it. I I don't see it, and um you know maybe maybe I'm wrong, but and I and I don't know that this like uh, the pollinator. I, I hope that the pollinator can kind of create different mentorships or something. Like I'm I'm certainly not the person that's gonna say like I am the person to mentor every single <laughs> creative. Like I'm that you know I kind of got thrown into acting. I don't have a you know a degree in directing i don't have an mfa i don't have you know i don't i don't have any of that i you know i, I have worked with a lot of directors as a performer and i've had a lot of different experiences that way um so i can kind of come at it from a very you know performer and empowerment based approach you know but i i hope that these other situations can create just more people that are able to to mentor other people or to to get experience that allows them to get a mentorship somewhere you know i would just i I also would just like for people to talk to each other. Like directors and and makers and creatives around here to just like have more conversations with each other about what we're making, like who's making what, why this person's making that, maybe And this come person... out
0: and see it.
2: Right. And yeah. come out and see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, the I one I want to Oh, yeah. go ahead. I just want to I uh the new artistic director at um, Latte Da Justin, is um, I just want to give him a big, big shout out. He has almost come to every I, I have seen him post. I think he's been to almost like ev- almost every sh- professional show in town in the last, you know, he's been here not very long. You know, he came to bingo. You know, I mean, it's just like he has really egos and musical Mondays every every, you know, the two times that he's been here in the few, you know, and I I just want to empower other, and there's other creators out there, too, that are that are doing that. I know Ben Bakken doing a great job, too. Um, but just like go see people, go see things, go see, you know, we, we need a way to learn about each other and exactly. come on mouthing off. Yeah, right. Bad come mild, on mouthing I, off. I,
1: seriously, badmouthtc at gmail.com. It is an hour commitment. You yeah. you know, and it's going to go out over the radio in St. Paul and it's going to be online. It's going to be there forever. Yeah. And we're on Minnesota Playlist. Really, what do you have to lose? I mean, it's, at, it's an hour over Zoom. You don't even have to you don't even have to be on video you could do it you could do it in your pajamas we would never know either. yeah yeah in, I am in, in, in my
0: pajamas no, <laughs> <gonna say. laughs> Perfect.
1: Okay. yeah and I a, and a man you know, in, does it yeah. in a closet and yeah we're we're living large it's you good know, we don't know what any of us have going on <laughs> uh, so I want to, I want to know more about your personal background, Eric, and how you got into theater. I want to ask all the uh, kind of cliche questions, yeah. right? When did you start? Where are you from? Are you from Cincinnati? I'm poking around on your
2: website. Yeah. Uh, it looks like you were educated in Ithaca. I want to hear the yeah. whole
1: story. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I, so I'm from, uh, 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 Hamilton, Ohio, which is just North of Cincinnati. It's about, you know, um, probably a half hour North. Um, and, uh, I didn't start doing theater until high school. Um, Uh, I had seen uh, my grandma took me to um, they had season tickets to like the Broadway Across America type um, scenario down in Cincinnati. So we would go quite a bit and I got to see I got to see like some of the best national tours of you know, I saw How Princess Showboat, and you know, that was also the era of like the 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 Frank Wildhorn pieces like Jekyll and Hyde and Scarlet Pimpernel. And um Titanic was one that really kind of hit me. Um, Phantom of the Opera was the first thing that I ever saw um when i was when I was a little a little a little a little babe, and we went to see it in Columbus, and I lost a tooth um and seeing it. So I'll always remember. Um I always remember when I lost my tooth at Phantom
0: knocked um, your not socks off but teeth out
2: well raul, when raul was like yelling at the the disaster beyond your magic, he like would spit <laughs> into the audience i think that's what it's like ah. that's what did that, it that being said like i i grew up playing baseball my parents were my baseball coaches and all that stuff we have a baseball themed room in our house and um pretty hardcore and I, you know I, to, to just say it like that was a really good time to grow up and kind of like see some people on stage that you're like oh that looks really fun oh i could I sound like, what is it like to sound like that? Or what is it like to, you know, so I always, I kind of say like, I got a bunch of the cast albums and, um, I started, I listened to so much Brian Darcy James, you know, and I would say that he is who taught me how to sing just by listening to all of his cast albums and all that stuff. Um, so I auditioned for the high school musical and, um, it went well, I got the lead. Um, and I kind of like, fast tracked my way to taking voice lessons taking acting taking dance people were like i think you need to go to college for this i was like Arr. i kind of wanted to be a sports broadcaster i think i still want to be a sports broadcaster but you know here i am I, I can figure out how to combine those someday um but yeah i i, I just fast tracked it and i did the full i auditioned for like 15 schools to go to because i didn't know any better i didn't know you know i'm like well i might be bad at this so I gotta you know I gotta get into one right um I did some like professional shows in Cincinnati my senior year rather than doing some high school so I just it really felt like a Okay, I'm going to do this. So I guess I'm really going to go for it, which is kind of my M.O. anyway, if I'm going to do something, I'm just kind of going to go for it, which I guess is why we own a theater now. Um, So, yeah, I got into Ithaca, which was awesome. I went up there and the Finger Lakes are great. It's a great program. They have a really great voice teacher um, that I was super excited to study with. So I went there for four years. It was just a fantastic musical theater program. Um, Yeah, I'm just you know really really kind of set you up for moving to new york and kind of you know starting the thing starting the career starting the life um yeah so i uh i moved to new york almost immediately um was working regionally um on and off was there um i did a lot of summer stock in uh, michigan at the barn theater which is a you know institution 70 you know 76 years um at this point um, so I got my equity card there um, back when there was still an EMC program to get all the points because um, I got <laughs> I got them all. Um, and then I was able to do it. Um, so moved, was auditioning, working regionally. Um, I got a really great opportunity to come to Minneapolis um, to do the first ever Mill City Summer Opera. So a couple of my Ithaca professors started Mill City Summer Opera. So they're doing Pagliacci in um the mill city ruins back in 2012 and um it really i came in the summer so of course i loved it <laughs> i'm a big bike rider we tricked I, you i know right um <laughs> i'm a big bike rider well ithaca, ithaca does have its we have some snow up there it's not as cold up there but the snow really gets those lake effect snow um but i came and i loved it i um i'm a big bike rider big brewery person i um i love to go to you know to when i'm in a city i love to go to sporting events so the twins were obviously active then it was kind of I don't know if it was the first target field year it was in, it was one of the you know uh if, yeah 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 it was uh, 20
1: yeah twenty eleven yeah. so target the... field yeah yeah because I was I I was a huge twin fan during the Maurer yeah. uh era and Maurer yeah. Hall of Fame for first you know first ballot hall of ballot. fame Joe Maurer mm-hmm. hometown hero yeah. uh and yeah that was a great time and I I, I was at some of the final uh, games where we would run up against the Yankees like we always do in any case. Yeah. Okay. Of of course. course.
2: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I, and I met a, a, they were on the board of the opera and they were a great family. I met, um, uh, they're still super close to me and come, you know, they're, they're just great, great, great humans that really like showed me all that the twin cities had to offer and every way, shape and form, um, you know. Hang on.
1: Sorry. Target Field 2010. Go
2: on. <laughs> right. I, I got to get it right. I got to get it right. So like the second. So like this. Second. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, my first job in New York when I moved there was I, um, I worked at, in a suite at a city field. And oh. so for the Mets, that's so. awesome. Yeah, that was really fun. It was right on the it was right on the seven trains. So I'd get to go out there. So I, you know, I kind of had this amazing like I get to go to New York. I get to go to Manhattan and audition and see shows. And then also I get to work at a baseball stadium, which It's like my dream
0: so that is not uh, every kid's experience when they go to new york as an actor so that's awesome I i
2: know um but yeah it was good so we we went yeah it was great i fell in love with the twin cities i really wanted to find so many ways to i wanted to come back i wanted to just see if i could work here i wanted to audition so i kind of would find and i would stay with barb and larry my friends when i would come back so i found basically any opportunity to come you know, even if I was in New York or something, sometimes I'd like drive here, you know, and, and audition for some things. Or you know, I just really loved the city. I loved kind of what it had to offer. Um, I did my research. I'm a big research person, so I did up, you know, who to who to kind of talk to, what places to audition for, kind of you know, as as much as I could, being in, you know, and I I in 2000. Um, 2014, I was kind of here doing some projects, meeting some people. Um, and I, I I auditioned for Chan while I was here. And um, I, they needed a replacement a couple, you know, like a couple months down the road. Um, and I got the call for that. And I kind of needed to figure out, well, this is going to be a six month experience. So I have to come. I stayed with Barb and Larry. I ended up getting my own place during that. Um, and while I was doing that, I auditioned for some other things. And then the work kind of just kept coming. Um, I met my wife Laura um at that at, at Hassan during that show during Hello Dolly. So um it 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 just kind of all started happening in like the best way. Um yeah, I uh performing. Uh, I got into um, I got into directing. I worked out at the old log for a long time um, in lots of different capacities. And um, I I kind of had an experience where I said I want to direct this and got thrown into an experience where I got to direct something. Um, I actually had a mentor of mine come and do the musical staging. So we had a nice kind of collaborative energy there. But um, I started directing more there um, and just a couple of years ago, started, um, kept performing as well. Um, but started, um, started looking to, to kind of find, you know, more of a freelance, uh, a route just for, you know, lots of, lots of different reasons. So, um, I kind of stepped away from being associated with one place and, um, started freelancing a little bit and, um, yeah, now here, here I am with this opportunity kind of that happened, you know, almost a year and a half after I kind of, had to step away from from a you know full time experience, um, so it kind of seemed too good to be true. Um, I also uh, love uh, I love design um, as well. That's something that is a big kind of um, even when I was directing. I just kind of was always inspired by design work, and um, I'm kind of trying to dip my toes into that that pool a little bit. I'm designing up a show up at Lakeshore this this spring with Craig Johnson directing. So. Um, Yeah, I just am kind of somebody who takes in so much content and I love it. And um, every aspect of like, like total theater is like my favorite thing when all departments are working together, you know, not just about the actors, not just about, you know, the dancers, not just about, you know, the director. It's about the designers. It's about admin. It's about, you know, everybody that's making the cog work. Um, That's that's something that um, that really, really gets me gets me gets me jazzed and buzzed. And yeah, I'm trying to. Trying to figure that. That comes from the barn. They make you do everything. It's like an old summer stock thing. So it's it's an old summer stock place. So you really it's get your... it's the only way to do theater. It really it is. Can't really... I mean it's really everything. Yeah. 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 So that's my like fast and dirty life theater experience.
1: Fantastic. Amanda, you had something, and then we're gonna have to close it down because we're coming up on time on nothing off. I it goes so fast. Badmouth Theater Company, BadMouthTC.com. You can find the Hive Collaborative at the hive collaborative mn.com yep. We are talking to eric morris and he is at at eric morris.com and everything mm-hmm. else will, yep. will come from there amanda what did you have what do you got? Yeah,
0: no, I was just going to uh, shout out to the summer stocks that uh, make, make all the actors or even the besi- behind the scenes, excuse me, Kevin, people, you know, trade places and make them do everything because it really makes you a better all-around artist. It, and it's it pushes you, it challenges you, but it's so fun. And then my other question is, Eric, where can people find you on social media or uh, upcoming projects besides The Pollinator and The Frank Show?
2: Yeah, so um yeah, find me. I'm I'm on Instagram um at dialm for Morris. Um the high <laughs> The Hive um, also has Instagram, The Hive Collaborative MN. The um, Hive has a Facebook page as well. Um, we actually, um, we're working on, we have a conceptual beginning series. So we have this Frank Sinatra show called Mood Swings, which uh, again, is Valentine's Day, the 14th through the 19th of February. So there is a Monday show. So there's six shows total. Um, but then our conceptual beginning series also includes a, an immersive um, kind of sensory meditative um, uh, song cycle, a uh, Schubert song cycle called Winterweiss. Uh, Justin Spinner is going to be doing that in um, April. Uh, we actually one of our first events that we had here at the Hive was a uh, it's called *All About Jane: The Eras of Austin. So it was a Taylor Swift inspired um, Jane original music Jane Austen pop um, pop event. So a uh, singer songwriter Monica Lavorsi, she wrote a Jane Austen concept album. So we took that and kind of made all of these eras of Austin That kind of each book was a different era, and we had different. In pieces inspired by Taylor Swift's era's tour, um, that she would put on and talk about the show. It kind of felt like uh, one big kind of like. I don't know, almost a come to my come to my it like my dress up party and I'll talk to you about Jane Austen and Taylor Swift and then she would play her song. She's incredible. So we're actually going to do her album release event um in May. So that's May 3rd and 4th. She's going to come back. We've got some other concept album um previews from other artists around town as well. But that's in May. And then we're doing an Ella Fitzgerald songbook series. So this one is going to be Irving Berlin. So Ella did eight. Um, kind of composer song books a different version of kind of the concept album we're going to do Irving Berlin and it's just going to be Deidre Cochran singing and inspired by Ella and a jazz guitar played by Kyle Baker so really intimate really small kind of taking big band stuff and bringing it down to kind of what it what it might sound like to you know if you just kind of had a jazz guitar in your living
1: room so amazing, Eric. Incredible.
2: Yeah. You you're the hardest working man in show
1: business in St. Paul. I'm gonna tell you that. Right? I right. can already tell. I can already tell. And uh please, you've been listening to mouthing off from Badmouth Theater Company, badmouthtc.com. I'm gonna reiterate it one more time. If you're listening to this and you're a creator, particularly around the Twin Cities, come on, do an episode, badmouthtc at gmail.com. Just email it up, email us and introduce yourselves. We're we're wide open. Uh and I have a feeling that a lot of creative people are gonna be listening to this ditto eric open door all right really mm-hmm. you've got so many things going on you want to come on in three months five months next year you're always Thank welcome you. to come back yeah it's wonderful a
2: lot of fun and, and we have an open door too for anybody that you know anybody that wants to come to us and talk about projects and figure out what that collaboration might look like there's a lot of different ways that we can make collaborations work so yeah Shout come, out come to the hive there you go